Hello, 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 and welcome. It's Dr. Barry here again for another exciting episode of the Health and Wellness Connection podcast. Now, of course, we're broadcasting live on the usual suspects, AfroVibesRadio.com. If you haven't, please stop what you're doing, download the app this instant, and enjoy live streaming of some of the hottest Afrobeat DJs in America and the world, actually, I should say, as well as some exciting programming, including the Health and Wellness podcast. If you don't want to download the, pod, uh, a, um, the app because your phone's out of memory or something, you can always go to the website and stream from the browser as well at afrovibesradio.com. And of course, we also are on soundcloud.com. You check us out. All the new shows are posted as they broadcast here on afrovibesradio.com. Check us out at www.soundcloud.com backslash h. W Connection, all one word. <clears throat> now, of course, I am your illustrious host, Dr. Barry. Um, check me out on Instagram hashed at, um, the, at the address at Dr. Barry MD. That's at D R B A R Y M D. And of course, my other sites include my blog, which is www.controlyourweightwnumber8.com. And of course, Facebook. Our Facebook home is www.facebook.com slash next level weight loss. Now, excuse the lengthy intro, but I want to thank you again for bearing with us and uh, tuning in for another exciting episode. Now, today's episode is going to be pretty apropos. Of course, in the, this time of year, it's summer, so things are extremely, extremely hot. And this show today is going to be about how to stay cool during the hot summer months. Now, for those who are not in the United States, there are actually, there's a pretty strong heat wave going on in the U.S. currently. Um, Temperatures are pretty much soaring throughout the entire country. Um, Some people say that it's um, one of the greatest um, heat wave on record for this uh, 4th of July that we're currently celebrating in America. Now, the thing about heat waves is that heat waves can be extremely dangerous if it's not, if you're not careful in, uh, you know, navigating properly. Now, for my people over in Naija, we're listening. Um, you guys are probably used to heat waves on a regular basis, but uh, it's still something that you guys can definitely take into account as well as far as some of the tips we're going to give out today regarding how to stay cool during the hot, hot summer period. Now, it's going to be kind of a, uh, you know, we're going to bounce around different areas we're going to focus on as far as different topics and different um, ways to stay cool. And so, you know, we'll just kind of start with the simple things. <clears throat> now, the main thing you should obviously do is, if you can, stay out of the heat. Now, of course, that's easier said than done, especially if you're an outdoor worker and your laborer, so this may not apply to you. But if you're someone who can, you know, avoid being out in direct heat for extended periods, it's probably the best move. Meaning, if you're someone who's you know wakes up in the morning in your air-conditioned house, you jump in your air-conditioned car, drive to your air-conditioned indoor location, you probably won't have much issue dealing with the heat. Now, if you're someone who is uh, you know not um, an indoor person, you work outdoors, or you like to physically work out and you like to work out at noon, you probably need to change some of those habits. Meaning, <clears throat> to avoid those external exposure to extended heat, uh, you may want to consider working out in the evening or working out in the morning 
or try to limit your outdoor activity to the times when the heat is not as intense, usually in the morning or the evening. So that's something you can definitely do as someone who's trying to reduce heat uh, exposure and reduce the risk of heat stroke. So try to avoid, you know, extended exposure in the high noon or the the hottest periods of the day, because um, those kind of periods are the times when people are more likely to develop conditions like heat stroke and uh, dehydration. And before we go too much further, <clears throat> let's talk a bit about heat stroke, because that is something that you know we see a lot, especially in the emergency room. Now, my night job is I am an ER doctor, so. See a lot of people here for a lot of emergency conditions, and the summertime is a really notorious period for people suffering from heat stroke. Now, heat stroke is a condition that's caused typically by your body overheating. Now, this usually occurs as a result of prolonged exposure to physical exertion and high temperatures, hence the reason why we stress kind of avoiding prolonged exposure if you can. Now, heat stroke can be very serious. I mean, people usually attribute heat stroke to just passing out in the sun quote-unquote, or getting a little dehydrated and kind of falling out. But if not taken care of, if not really treated properly, it can really damage your brain, kidneys, muscles, and, and your heart. So you want to be very careful when you're really exerting yourself in high, intense heat, that you're doing things to keep yourself cool and minimizing potential risk and damage to yourself. Now, before we go a little further, I want to make sure we really understand heat stroke, the dangers of a heat excessive heat exposure. Um, things you will notice with heat uh, stroke, you have simply... Typically, high body temperatures you may become confused or altered. Uh, you may start, instead of sweating intensely like you would normally do during a typical a period of, of feeling heat, you may actually get very dry. And this usually is due to a malfunction of the sweat glands, which can happen when you're um, in a period of high stress, which can happen when you're overheated. You may get nauseous. You may get flushed. You know, you may have an excessively elevated heart rate. So... The other thing is you want to be very careful about when you're outdoors. So, again, this podcast is going to help, hopefully um, help reduce the risk of you developing this by kind of following some of these tips. So we've talked about <clears throat> trying to avoid outdoor direct exposure to prolonged sun, especially if you're doing strenuous activities like working out. That should be pretty obvious. Now, the second thing people also want to keep in mind is that you want to wear loose-fitting clothing. Preferably of something of a light color, like white or yellow, something bright and light. You want to avoid dark colors during the summer, namely because dark colors absorb heat better, so you actually retain heat, which could potentially increase your risk of heat overexposure. Now, the clothing is actually, the color and the fitting is the only part of it. You want to also make sure the material is also appropriate. Um, cotton clothing is usually ideal, or the um, clothing that tends to have the uh, sweat-proof material that can help reduce um, you know, heavy, soggy clothing that can potentially also be a potential way that heat can be trapped on your body, which is obviously something you want to avoid during periods of intense heat. So, um, you know, it's very important that... Um, that when you're outdoors and you're really exposed, you have a lot of, you know, intense temperature of variations, you do what you can. And keeping your clothing loose, cool, and light color is something that can definitely help. Another thing you could do if you're trying to stay cool, try filling up a spray bottle with water and keeping it in the refrigerator or, or somewhere in a cool environment. And then you can spray yourself in the face, 
um, after being outdoors for a little bit. This is a good way to, to cool off quickly as cool liquid is a little bit more effective in cooling than cool air. And we know this because actually if you come into the ER with heat stroke type symptoms, one of the ways we can cool people down quickly is by putting ice packs underneath the armpits and in the groin, and as well as giving cool liquid through the IV or cooler liquid through the IV to help cool the internal organs faster. Um, you know, now of course that's a little more aggressive than simply spraying cool water on your face, but the idea is that the cool liquids can transmit, or in this case, remove heat faster from the body, allowing the heat to escape the system, allowing the internal body temperature to come to, <clears throat> to cool off quicker. So cool water, especially misted, is a little more effective in helping cool people than simply cool air. <clears throat> now, speaking of air, air is also quite important as well. So when you have, you know, air, you want to make sure it's circulating effectively in the area that you're at, especially if you're indoors or if you're in a situation where ventilation <clears throat> may not be ideal or it's too ideal in the sense that too much of the cool air is escaping into the hot area, having air circulating around the individual can also help um, reduce temperatures as it can help allow the body to release heat more effectively. So try to make sure you, you, you keep the fans on in addition to the AC is to help move air around, which can help you feel cooler, um, even in an air conditioned house. <clears throat> and um, so, yeah, so being cool is very important and cool air and cool mists are all effective ways to stay cool and try to maintain a, a more effective lower temperature in the hot months. Now, of course, staying cool is only part of the uh, equation. Um, you want to make sure you 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 uh, not only change your inter external environment, you want to optimize your internal environment as well by doing the right things to keep your body properly uh, equipped to deal with the heat. We'll talk more about how you can do that in the next uh, part of the show as we come up to the break, but. Staying cool is definitely something you have to work at. It's very difficult during the hot months sometimes to really relax and stay cool, but a lot of things you can do, and we're going to help you, you know, do some of those things, as well as give you some additional tips on ways you can avoid uh, the dangers of heat exhaustion during these hot, hot summer months. Um, <clears throat> so again, stick with us. Uh, we'll be back right after the break. Now, another thing you can do, actually, before... Um, you know, as far as staying cool, excuse me, in the summer months, try actually keeping plastic bottles of water in the freezer, right? And you grab one when you're about to go outside so that, you know, when you have this kind of frozen ball of water and it's extremely hot outside, over time, the heat will obviously melt that, that ball of water, which will essentially give you a cool supply of water to take throughout the day. Now, another thing you could do too, if you're lucky enough to live <clears throat> near um, a convenience store that sells um, those very effective cooler cups that can actually keep items or water cold for a, up to 24 hours. That's probably a good investment as well. The popular name brand, I think, or the Yeti in the Arctic. If you get one of those, those things can actually keep beverages cold and or hot for that matter for up to 12 to 24 hours. So there's something also you can fill up and keep with you throughout the day so you can have cool water to drink to help reduce the risk of dehydration. <clears throat> Now, speaking of water, that's actually something that's very important we should probably touch on a bit. 
Um, how much water to drink? <clears throat> now, normally, I think the common adage that a lot of people use or a lot of you know publications promote is the concept of drinking eight ounces, eight eight ounce glass of, of glass of water a day. Now, that's a normal amount for someone who's relatively sedentary, not that active, and is, of course not <clears throat> being exposed to extreme temperatures. Now, during the hot summer months, you want to definitely increase that. Um, you know, most people are recommending now about 10 to 12 8 ounce glasses a day. Um, if you're someone who's working out or doing extraneous activity in the heat, you want to maybe even more higher than that. Maybe 14 8 ounce glasses a day, 16. Um, some people even advocate drinking up to a gallon a day, but that's not been scientifically proven to be that much more effective than, than 12 8 ounce glasses. But you know, there are people who are who swear by it and they, you know, are doing pretty well, especially in the fitness community. So drinking a lot of water is going to be very important, especially in the hot summer months because of the increased requirements of uh, your body and um, the increased water loss when you're outdoors sweating profusely, trying to stay cool during the hot summer months. So drinking water is critical, um, either if you keep it in a plastic bottle and keep it around or have a large... Uh, insulation cup that you keep around with you that'll help keep your beverage cool but either way you want to continue drinking to help reduce the risk of overheating and heat stroke which is the big danger when it comes to sun exposure Alrighty, so again thanks for listening to the first half of the show after on the second half of the show we're going to talk more about some ways to stay cool as well as some other things you should look out for during the summer months some other tips and tricks you can use to avoid getting sick in addition to staying cool, you want to stay healthy too. So we'll talk more about those after the break. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, 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 and welcome. It's Dr. Barry, and thanks for coming back to joining us today on this awesome show. We're talking about some of the ways to stay cool during these hot summer months. Now, at the end of the, the last break, we talked about drinking water and why it's so important. One thing I didn't, I failed to mention, excuse me, was you don't want to drink just simply just plain water. When you hydrate, you want to make sure the uh, fluid you're drinking has electrolytes because that is actually how your body rehydrates your, your organs. Um, electrolytes like sodium, potassium are very important as far as how the water moves in the system to get water to your different parts of the body, especially at the cellular level. So it's very important that when you do hydrate, you drink fluids that have electrolytes. Now, historically, um, popular sports drinks like Gatorade and Powerade have been the kind of the go-to choices, especially for athletes, because they have a lot of sugar, which is very important. As we talked about last show, sugar is a very important energy source. Now, if you're about to go work out and having a sports drink with sugar in addition to electrolytes is going to be ideal because you'll get the energy boost as well as the electrolytes which will help your body hydrate more efficiently however if you're just kind of sedentary or you're just doing some you know you're just hanging out not doing too much strenuous activity all that excess of sugar may not be ideal so in those kind of situations drinking fluids that do have electrolytes but without the sugar would be best um, some of those uh, smart waters or electrolyte-laden water preparations are some of the better choices. Um, sometimes the uh, other drinks that have low sugar content are also ideal. So focus on hydrating with fluid with fluids that have electrolytes in them. 
That's especially effective when you're replacing fluid that you lose via sweating. So it's very important that um, if you're outdoors and you're sweating heavily, you're drinking a lot of fluids so you can help reduce um, those fluids you're, you're, you're losing uh, just by being outside. And it's so important you do that because, you know, when you don't properly rehydrate, especially when you're outdoors, you definitely increase the risk of uh, negative sink consequences occurring like heat stroke and passing out and potential kidney, heart and brain damage. So hydration is very important, especially in the summer months. Actually, a funny story. I, I was talking uh, one day. I was traveling actually in Nigeria, if I recall. And uh, I remember it being very hot, and we were just kind of hanging out and stuff. And I remember a friend of mine was with me who said, um, you know, "I'm sweating and really hot." And me, I'm like, "Okay, yeah, it's hot as well." So I'm drinking and trying to stay hydrated. And uh, he asked me, "So why are you drinking so much water? Um, do you want to continue to sweat?" Now, <laughs> funny story. One thing people know about me is that when it gets hot, I can sweat pretty easy. But I attribute that to me being always uh, uh, well hydrated. So. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, sweating is something that can happen when you get very hot. And um, now some people who don't like to sweat sometimes will not drink anything because they don't want their body to sweat excessively. That, I can tell you, is a bad idea. Only because if you're um, not drinking fluids and you're outdoors in the extreme heat, you definitely um, increase the risk of uh, dehydration occurring, which can definitely uh, cause serious damage, including kidney damage. So, um you definitely want to just try to stay cool, but you don't want to potentially harm yourself by de- getting dehydrated just to avoid sweating, which is um, not a good way to handle that. Um, ultimately, uh, if you're in an environment for a long period of time, your body will get acclimated to the environment, so you won't be uh, sweating as much if you're in an environment for a period as your body gets used to existing in that environment and under those conditions. All right, so in the... In the Moral of the story, drink more fluids. Can't stress that enough. Now, another thing that's, uh, or another good way to stay cool during um, hot summer months, um, try taking frequent baths or showers with cool or tepid water. Now, again, we talked about how cool water is an effective conductor of heat, meaning that if cool water touches your skin, heat can leave the body easier as that cool water is a better conductor of heat than than simply air. So cool baths are very effective, uh, especially um, if you don't have access to air conditioning or you have, you know, dysfunctional, you know, cooling methods currently. A cool bath is a great way to cool off and and reduce the risk of overheating if you don't have um, access to air conditioned uh, environments. Now, um, one thing that sometimes some people do like to use um, is trying to actually use one of those small portable ba- battery powered fans. Again, we talked about cool air and how it's an effective way to, you know, help re- the body remove excess heat. So having a cool fan, with a little mist, if you have a cool water mist, you spray and use a fan. That's a great way to cool off. So don't um, underestimate the power of those cool little um, mobile air fans and spray bottles to help you know, regulate your temperature because the worst thing you could do is ignore those signs that you may be experiencing when you're out and about and then collapse somewhere. We see those quite a bit in the emergency room with people kind of not really realizing how overheated they are until it's too late. Um, because uh, when you're on the floor and you're looking out into the sky and you're surrounded by a crowd of people because they you didn't passed out, 
um, then you'll realize, you know what, I probably should have drank some more of that fluid that uh, was being offered to me earlier. So don't be a victim if you can avoid it. Now, this is especially true if you're on medication because there are some medications out here that can increase your risk of dehydration as well as heat stroke, especially those patients who are on diuretics, medications that make you urinate more. Um, those are people who are especially at risk. So if you're on a diuretic preparation like Lasix or Bumax or some of these medications that are designed for you to pee more, you especially want to be careful that you don't uh, stay outdoors too long in the hot sun as you're increased, uh, you have an increased risk of getting dehydrated and passing out. All right. So um, now one thing about... Um, you know, people who always talk to me regarding the summer. One of the biggest things that people have issue with is those, um, let's say, who are on fixed income and they have trouble paying those high, high air conditioning bills. Um, now, a lot of times, you know, people, you know, have various issues going on and they can't really meet all their recommendations. And unfortunately, the AC and the light bill may get neglected. Now, this can be very dangerous in the summer months as with, with without AC, especially in the United States where homes are constructed with central air in mind in the south um, it could be and they're insulated as a result so it's very um, you know possible that homes turn into little virtual to literally virtual ovens as these insulated homes just retain heat and become very very dangerous we know this is the case because every summer there's always a few reports of elderly people being found dead in their homes as a result of heat exhaustion because the AC broke and uh family and friends who were, I guess, far away, had no idea, and the uh, elderly grandma or grandpa who would, didn't want to be a bother, so they don't want to call their family, letting them know about issues regarding keeping up with the bills, and unfortunately, this results in people not being able to uh, keep up with their electricity bills, causing these extremely uh, unfortunate accidents to occur as people are unable to cool their homes properly, and then they end up having heat exhaustion and heat strokes in their homes. So there's been some movements to help, you know, people get fans and other kind of ways they can get cooling, you know, at the house. But one of the best ways, actually, is to get out of the house and maybe consider going to a public area like a shopping mall or a library or a movie theater or a public space where, you know, there's um, commercial entities making sure the AC is functioning. So if you're in a house... Let's say you're living in a, in a home and the AC is not working properly. Maybe during the peak hours, like between you know the afternoon, um, you're you're out maybe heading to the mall or maybe going to the library or somewhere that you can sit and chill until the evening time when typically the cooler temperatures will allow those um, homes without AC to be more bearable. So it's very important that you try to put yourself in positions that'll allow you to um, avoid being exposed to extreme temperatures for a prolonged period of time. Now, another thing that you should probably consider, even though it may not be the most popular tip, is to try and avoid caffeine and alcohol. Now, unfortunately, these two, while very important for various reasons, <laughs> um, both of these actually promote dehydration. Um, funny enough, both of these are actually diuretics. They make you go not as strong as some of these other medications, but both of these um, substances, both alcohol and caffeine, promote urination, which can promote dehydration. So if you're drinking heavily and uh, you're outdoors, you're definitely at an increased risk of uh, having a potential episode of dehydration just due to the excessive water loss 
So just keep that in mind when you're outdoors getting plastered in the hot sun. Um, that's a prime way to potentially overheat and uh, potentially collapse. And lastly, speaking of drinking in the hot sun, um, also be wary of hot tubs in the hot sun. Now, this is not something that you see that often, but I did have a patient one time who had been partying all day in the heat, and then they decided to uh, jump in the hot tub in the evening. By that time, they had been drinking, and uh, ultimately, he ended up blacking out as a result because he was very dehydrated and overheated. And the hot tub didn't help as his blood vessels vasodilated in the heat, and uh, he ended up having a we call a sinkable episode. So just be careful when you're outdoors partying in the heat and drinking. Um, those are all potential risk factors for blacking out and having um, a heat exhaustion type event. So in a nutshell, summer is a very unique time of the year. A lot of fun, a lot of cool activities going on, a lot of outdoor activities going on. So just keep some of these tips in mind so that you can have a safe and happy holidays. For those in the United States, um, uh, have a happy 4th of July. Um, everyone else, uh, have a happy Ju- July. And uh, hopefully you're exciting, have an exciting time with your friends and family. Uh, again, thanks for tuning in to the, H&W, the HWC podcast, Health and Wellness Connection. Appreciate you uh, supporting us and uh, being uh, steadfast listeners. Any questions or concerns, please reach out to us. I am at Instagram, my uh, address at DrBerryMD. Of course, you can find us at controlyourweight.com, Facebook, nextofweightloss.com. And just overall, we're everywhere. Just hit us up. Any questions, concerns, please feel free to reach out. Thanks for listening. Peace and love.